speaking to us on the internet and to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, and to our members and guests here at Beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God upon which we base our message this morning is the second reading designated designated reading for today from Romans chapter 13. You heard this read before. I just recall these words. The government is God's servant working for your good. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, who is the ruler of the universe, my beloved. So, uh, what are you, Democrat, Republican, Independent, Libertarian? Uh, no matter if you happen to be a child of God through faith in Jesus Christ, God loves you, no matter what your political leanings. Are we very blessed here in the United States to live in a land where we still respect the separation of church and state. And by that we mean that the government should not tell the church what to do, and the church has no business telling the government what to do. So we have a separation of church and state. Politics and religion. Now that's a different story. Politics and religion have always been intertwined. Current situation in our nation. Atheism. You know that atheism is really a religion? It's a belief. You believe that there's no God. Atheists have, con uh, have convinced politicians that there should be no Christian prayer in public schools. They have con convinced politicians that uh, you should take down all the Christmas manger scenes from public property. They have convinced... Uh, the uh, public school system that you can't have Christian songs in, Christ in Christmas uh, programs around Christmas time in public schools. Now we should say from the very outset that politics is not a bad thing. Politics, in fact, comes from the Greek word polis, which means city. City is a group of people. Whenever you get even a few people together, you're going to have a political situation because different people have different ideas as to the way they want things. And so you have the family, the neighborhood, the city, the state, the nation. Enter government, God's earthly agent to keep the peace, an institution to help people as much as possible as a state or a nation to keep moving forward in the same direction in peace. Before us this morning is St. Paul's treatise on earthly government. That's the, one of the designated readings for today, and that's why that's the message for this morning. These words remind us that all governments that exist around the world have been placed there by God. Now, I think it's a good reminder for us living in 2017 because I don't know about you, but you take a look around the world and you say, where is peace? I don't find any. 
These words remind us that God still knows what he's doing. He puts governments in place. Just exactly what are governments. Government is not just uh, some designated leader of some country. Here in the United States, we have local government, we have count, uh, county governments, we have state governments, we have federal governments. And what do they do? They provide for us uh, fire and police protection, regulated utilities, due process of law, roads, highways, public education, welfare, social security, military pro uh, protection. And that's for a wonderful blessing for us here in the United States. What about it when it comes to government leaders? Washington, Jefferson, Lincoln, Hitler, Tojo, Stalin, Obama, Walker, Putin, Trump. They either all were or are serving at God's pleasure. The book of Proverbs chapter 8 says, God says, through me, kings reign and rulers decree fair laws. Through me, princes rule. So do nobles and all fair judges. Remember when Jesus was standing before uh, Pontius Pilate, the governor at that time? Pilate said to Jesus, don't you know that I have the authority to free you or crucify you? Remember what Jesus' answer was? You wouldn't have any authority over me if it hadn't been given to you from above. Since all governments have been placed by God, God says, then you better obey them. Disobedience against government is disobedience against God. All governments have been established by God. Things are the way that they are around the world because that's the way that God wants it right now. And sometimes we say, but why? Because God is God and you are not. I think you recognize it as you've heard me say from this pulpit many times. There are oppressive governments all around the world. Some of those governments give you directions to disobey God's word. That's the only time that God gives us the permission to disobey government. Is if they tell us to do something that's against God's word. And if you disobey, you may have to suffer the consequences. And that's what persecution is all about. St. Paul says the government is God's servant working for your good. As you've seen in the uh, introduction in the bulletin, sometimes we say that uh, God's left hand is his working in civil uh, society in the world today. And his right hand is his rule over the church. He always uses his, his uh, left hand to rule over the world for the good of his right hand, the people of his church. It's always for your good. Many times we can't understand how can good come out of oppressive governments in our world. God uses all of them for his purpose. All governments are God's servants. They're serving him even when they don't know why. Remember your Bible history about the Pharaoh, the king of Egypt? And how he had uh, God's people in slavery for 400 years. 
That was according to God's uh, will. Because God kept his people safe as they grew into a large nation of a million and a half so that some of God's promises were going to be kept. Remember the oppressive uh, Roman government persecuting Christians during Jesus' time and after his time? But you know what they did? What Roman government did? That oppressive Roman government? It built safe roads so that the gospel could spread like wildfire. One time, that government put Paul in prison in a city called Philippi. If that hadn't happened, St. Paul wouldn't have been able to uh, preach to the jailer in Philippi and baptize his whole household and family. Jerusalem was destroyed, and God's people were led away into captivity for 70 years in Babylon. There, God kept them safe, so that, Je- so that they could come back to their homeland and Jesus could be born. And then, of course, there was that big shot, uh, Caesar Augustus, that sent out a decree that all the world should be taxed and there should be a census taken. God used him so that scripture would be fulfilled because if Caesar Augustus had not been God's pawn to cause that uh, census taking, then Jesus would have been born in Nazareth and the scriptures would not have been fulfilled. Jesus would be born in Bethlehem. And in Jesus' adulthood, the form of execution by Rome was crucifixion. Had that not taken place, the scriptures would not have been fulfilled. Psalm 22, a mob has encircled me. They have pierced my hands and my feet. God uses government to carry out his promises and his prophecies for the good of his believers. I still remember way back when, when I was in the seminary. And uh, one of the professors told a story about uh, way back when, when Pearl Harbor was uh, attacked. And uh, one of the professors said when Pearl Harbor was attacked, you know, I think God may want us to be doing missionary work in Japan. In times of persecution, God's church has grown. In fact, God's church has always done better in adversity rather than in times of prosperity when people tend to take God's word for granted. Now, here's another thing which uh, is interesting from Romans chapter 13. St. Paul says that the government has the right to carry out the death sentence. It's interesting, in the Greek it says that the government does not bear the sword in vain. Now, in old Roman history, the sword was used for two things, executing a person or going to war. Scripture gives us the uh, truth in Holy Scripture that um, there's only one defensible reason for taking a life, and that's in self-defense. The government carried the sword for the government of Rome for two purposes, execution and war. Capital punishment, according to Holy Scripture, uh, is God-pleasing, but it's kind of interesting if you take a look at the Old Testament. uh, For anybody to be executed according to capital punishment, there had to be two actual eyewitnesses who saw that crime or murder, and so very few death sentences were ever carried out. The government has the right to send men and women into battle, to war, for the defense of our nation. 
in that situation it is not murder and we remember today that the price of peace is eternal vigilance but finally what is our responsibility towards our government well we owe obedience St. Paul says to the authorities that be and here's an interesting one he says we owe our taxes that means that W-2s and Form 1040 are actually good things. But we would have to say when it comes to the government, all of us have erred. We have failed to get involved. Who of us here this morning does or does not know the name of your alderman? Politics is not bad, you know, but it is a reality of which we cannot afford to be ignorant. Because if we don't know what's going on, how can you have an opinion about what's right and what's wrong according to God's word? We, in, we as a Lutheran church encourage more young men and women to get involved in politics and to run for office. We need good Christians in government. And just imagine, you have a right here in the United States that many countries do not have. You have a right to vote, and your vote actually means something. You have a right to get involved. As Christians, we need to get involved in the knowledge about our communities, our villages, our cities, our state, and our nation, especially Christians. Because did you ever hear the phrase, evil triumphs only when good men do nothing? So I ask once again, are you a Democrat? Are you Republican? Are you an independent? Are you libertarian? If you are a child of God through faith in Jesus Christ, it really doesn't matter. God loves you all. The encouragement this morning is obey government because it is placed there by God. It is God's servant working for your good. The government does not bear the sword in vain. It is owed our taxes, our honor, and our respect. God knows what he's doing. Through me, kings reign and rulers decree fair laws. Through me, princes rule. So do nobles and all fair judges. Jesus said, you wouldn't have any authority over me if it hadn't been given to you from above. God uses his left hand always for the good of his right hand. So be encouraged. All things work together for good to those who love the Lord, to those who are called according to his purpose. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Please stand. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus, amen. We confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, 
the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We take this time now to gather our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards. Thank you. 